Hello and welcome to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the latest and greatest ongoing manga releases and discuss why you should be reading all of them. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White Gray Black YouTube channel, and with me again this week is Gautam. What's up, fellas? Please keep in mind, for all major discussions, we will be talking spoilers up to this week. This means Chainsaw Man, Chapter 119, The Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins, Chapter 10, and then a new series with only a single chapter called Sevens. Let's start out with a quick news segment that might go a little bit longer, because let's start off with the uh, the big news, I guess, is... The One Piece live action released first promotional, first true promotional images for the show, which is airing this summer. So, how did you yeah. feel? There's only really two pictures they released, one of Luffy and one of the whole crew. Uh, I'm going to keep it on the Luffy picture because this is a much better visually edited picture than the other one. So, Yeah, uh, uh, both look a little bit janky, but I like you, like yeah. you said, but... Um, I I think it looks good. Uh, this is a this is a good starting poster. If visually it didn't look like CGI and a bunch of filters. Uh, yeah, and the Luffy one looks okay. This one has mostly lighting issues and compositing. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to pick it too much. But like, why the Sunny is casting no shadow? Uh, why can we see the back of these people at all? Why are they backlit? What is backlighting them in? Outside, there's no backlight outside, which is why this one with Luffy works, right? Because he's really dark, you know, generally yeah. pretty dark in the back. And it's like, yeah, that's what he should look like. And then here it's like, they're all kind of fully backlit. But they're recreating, this is a classic pose from, this might oh. be an anime shot. I don't remember. I've seen this this picture before uh, from either manga or anime or both. Well, Luffy does that pose all the time. He does. Uh, and it's they're all in a pretty classic, I mean, you know, Sanji's hands in his good. pockets. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that aside, it, it, they look good. I like the poses. Uh, uh, goddamn, Sanji, Sanji's looking buff, bro. Yeah, Sanji is uh, a buff dude. I think that was the biggest, uh, the biggest kind of like, because I think the cast for this is great. I think if this show fails, it it'll be this. It'll be the same thing with Cowboy Bebop, right? That show sucked, and it was not the fault of any of the lead actors. They were all pretty decent. John Cho was good. Um, what's his name? Who played? Uh, all, all three of them were good. They, so mm-hmm. just the show was bad and written and nobody understood it. I have been following this pretty closely because I'm interested. And I, the interviews I've seen with the creators of One Piece Live Action have seemed really encouraging. They have told us about Oda going on site to consult with them. He has like corrected them on things, which is good to know that he has that kind of power. And I think even if he didn't, logistically have that kind of power if Odo was there and said something you would listen to him um yeah i think absolutely. i think the the actors all look great i've seen mm-hmm. the guy who plays sanji like when he got cast he like showed him like oh i'm doing kick training i was like oh cool he's doing kick training and he posted a video maybe a week or two ago and this guy is like the best kicker i've ever seen <laughs> i don't i don't know how to describe it yeah. in a more succinct way but like he was doing some cool stuff i wonder if i can go go pull that up for uh for any watchers here but yeah, uh, I, I think I think regardless, it, it's clear that whoever designed the sets, whoever's uh, casting director, uh, all, all of that stuff, it's clear that like a bunch of love was poured into this. 
Uh, do I think it'll work? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, but I still have reservations here, of course. I, I just don't see any universe where, where this ends up being a good show in any way. But uh, I would more than happy to be proven wrong. Um, yeah, if it is a good show, that would be great. This, uh, yeah, there it is. You can maybe see it on my screen if you're looking, but this is, his name is, I think, Taz Skyler. This one is not the newest, most recent one I've seen, but still this is yeah. this is still some of his training, right? And that that's them on the uh, Baradier set you saw for like just yeah, a second yeah, there. Yeah, um, one of the things that is encouraging to me about One Piece live action is the uh, the set stuff that they've done, which is they've essentially built. Oops, um, they've essentially built almost all of the set, all of the boats. Um, they built Baradier. They built. Um, Oh, who's the girl? The big girl's boat who they board at the very during East Bloom. They, oh, they uh, built that as a set. Al- Al- Alvida. Alvida, yes. They built her boat. They built uh, the Going Mary. Is that the first boat? Yeah, the Going yeah, Mary. The Going Mary. Um, they built that. I think they maybe used the same bones for a lot of for the Alvida's boat and the Going Mary and stuff. But they built Arlong Park. I've seen some shots of that. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, I mean. And this is something that is encourages me a little bit more about this is Netflix is positioning this as their big summer release for like May or June, probably. Um, that means that they are hoping or banking on this being maybe the, the sort of off year of something like Stranger Things. They, I don't know if they necessarily mm-hmm. think this will be as big as Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a you know, is amazingly huge. Maybe like the one of, if not the largest streaming show uh, ever. I think currently yeah. it's Wednesday. That's the biggest streaming show ever. Yeah. And yeah, Wednesday is, but, okay. uh, I guess right now, but, but, it, but anyways, with, they're, they're the positioning amount of money it. They it I, I think they, they expect big returns from this. Yeah. And I think um, where I was going with that is they are positioning this to be their big, sort of summer release right like right when the kids are out of school or whatever everyone's needs something to watch to occupy their time here's one piece um and my guess is it'll be one piece in what is this year 2023 and then i think 24 is we're gonna get the summer we're gonna get the last season of uh stranger things and then my guess is if One Piece does well, they will immediately order a season two that'll start shooting before the end of this year. And then 2025 summer, we'll get One Piece season two. So fingers crossed that it's good. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping it is. Uh, I, think, I don't think it will. I think but... even if it looks a little goofy, like even if you look at it, you go, man, the CGI sucks. If like, it doesn't matter. If they keep the core of the story and the good characters and the good storytelling, I think it'll still work. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work with that. I, I just, I, I don't have a lot of hope, but... Um, I mean, there's no again, reason to have hope, right? What yeah, what anime yeah. live-action adaptation has worked at all? And the answer is almost none. One. Yeah. Which, which one? one? Rurouni Kenshin. Uh, that's the only one. Okay. I have not consumed either version of that, but I have heard good things about it. Yeah, um, it looks good. It looks good, but that's literally the only one, and it's only popular in Japan, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. So okay, One Piece live action. We will keep our pulse on that. I am expecting a trailer before the end of February. I think in the next two weeks. So um, 
if it drops yeah, one, maybe we'll do an emergency 10 minute podcast and put it out or something. But <laughs> that might be fun. Um, quick sales stuff. Uh, Tokyo Revengers, the final, final volume. Uh, absolute banger numbers, over half a million in a week. Uh, in, in the top spot on the Oricon sales here. Um, Kingdom also selling a lot. I knew Kingdom was popular. I did not realize Kingdom was Ultra this popular. popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, back when Bleach was in the big three, right? Like, it was like Bleach, Naruto, One Piece. Uh, everyone made, like, kind of a pitch to, like, put Kingdom in there because it was, like, outselling either Naruto or Bleach. I forget which. Yeah. Uh, consistently. But nobody in the West ever, like, really reads Kingdom. Yeah, well, so and the big well. three is, a, to me, the big three is a very specific moment in time. It had to do with the animes coming to the West. It it isn't really just about what was selling the most in the year two thousand and four, right? Because yeah, stuff outsold yeah, I, Bleach yeah. and stuff outsold Naruto in those years. But yeah, I feel like it was like whatever the the big three was whatever was like pretty dang popular, but most popular among message boards in the West. You know, um, mm, yeah, for sure. I, I don't think I don't think Japan would consider Bleach, Naruto, and, and one. Well, they'd consider One Piece their big three, but you know, yeah, I don't know. Three. I wonder if they're even aware of the idea of the big three or if it's something that's Western specific or Western, we might've shipped it back over to him. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, yeah Tokyo Avengers for the top 10 here in the sales, um, man, mystery to Iunakare is like been in the top 10 for like three months now. Like, I really need to read this. This is a, this is apparently very, very good. Um, Cause I read almost everything else. Like, well, I dip my toes into Komi-san and quickly get back out. Cause it's not very good. Um, Akatsuki no Yona, I am aware of. I think I watched a little bit of the anime, but I don't read it. Um, Tokyo Avengers, I'm not super interested in. But Chainsaw Man, yeah, Kingdom Oshinoko up here also. Uh, Man, Tokyo Revengers has a lot of popular spinoffs. Yes, and Japan wow. loves it. I think the West is less receptive to it, for just from what I've seen from Twitter and Reddit threads. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're cashing in, right? This is... Kodansha is smart to cash in on all of this. They are making oh, yeah, money it, by it making ended, spinoffs. Right? So, yeah, um, it ended and people probably still want some more. I totally get it. Yep. Um, here's just top by series. Tokyo Avengers, of course, first. Kingdom and second. Uh, Blue Lock actually in third, just from the past volume sales. Getting up there. Uh, Chainsaw Man, Slam Dunk still up there. Uh, you don't get to see Oshinoko up there. You don't really see it super often up here. Yeah. Good to see. But yeah, uh, kind of the same thing we, we, we see all the time. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was talking there and muted my mic for a second, so. Um, Oshinoko anime coming in April, so that's gonna get, that's already really popular, that's gonna get a huge bump, I think, especially because it's like a what is it an hour and a half opening episode two hour opening episode yeah, something like right. that movie length so yeah one piece dragon in number 10 but no new volume for that so it's still crazy yeah. how popular it is um <laughs> so let's see what other news did we have um akane banashi our sweetheart here series that we love is getting another cover in weekly shonen jump what this means is that in since the 2023 WSJ volumes have started, right? Which those technically started in December. Um, Akane has gotten two covers 
two lead pages and three color pages. And all of those are sort of related to popularity or advertisement, right? The series you're putting on the front, you assume is going to grab people's attention, right? Like one piece shows up on the front of WSJ probably four or five times a year, um, stuff like that. So Akane in, in nine issues, right? Starting, uh, December to here the last week of January, two covers, two lead pages, three color pages, quite literally half of the issues have had an Akane promotion or an Akane, like, read this. Um, this is, this is jumps next big thing. In my opinion, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the next big thing. It's already big and it's going to get bigger. And, you know, I, I think it's not just sales or like, Mm-hmm. Po- like pop- popularity numbers um i i think the reason they're pushing akane so hard is uh it's not like the rest of the catalog it's pretty different and yeah i think sure. that captures an audience that jump doesn't usually capture so i i think, yeah, I think yeah. we've talked about this but i think it definitely skews uh or at least reads better to female readers which wsj is not necessarily weak with but weaker with right i mean it's a shonen magazine weird. made for mm-hmm shown in you know made for boys so um yeah I, and i think it also attracts an older crowd right because anyone yeah. um rakugo is not something you know most weebs had heard of before the the roa rakugo shinjo show that was a couple years ago that got like rave reviews which is a very very good show i have not watched all of it but i watched the first half or so and it's insane um but before then i had never heard of rakugo right and i mean i'm you know not a Japanophile, but I am a weeb, like most most people here are. Um, but I never heard of Rakugo, and this is like, yeah, it's definitely going to skew older and more female. And I think that that's they're seeing that as a huge opportunity. I think that, I think they already see them selling more to girls and more to an older an older crowd, and that's I yeah, they're that. not going to let up with that. So, yeah, like it's and it's even better that it's like incredibly popular because even i think even if it was in like the middle of the category in the catalog of popularity um i think it would still be pushed i think it would still not mm-hmm. be not get the axe because it's still bringing in new people but yeah i think that uh, if this was just okay they would maybe not be pushing it as hard but it's mm-hmm. it you're right that it definitely has that appeal to those um those demographics that they don't normally hit the fact that it is very good the fact that it's maybe the best thing written in in regular WSJ right now, uh, yeah, means that it's, you know, it's very good. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then they're pushing it not just because it hits those demographics, but it also is quality. And I think if you read the first volume or maybe even the first two chapters, you're, uh, you're going to buy into it. So, yeah, we're yeah, ha- super happy for Akane. Uh, anime yeah. announcement. When do we... Th- uh, anime announcement by December is my guess. Did we do this on predictions? I don't remember now. Uh, I don't think we did. But I, I definitely. I'm already that, feeling that it's gonna be because this will be this will hit a year around May, I think. May or June is when this started. Um, maybe not. Maybe even like April. Uh, yeah, I think I think by December this year we get an anime announcement or just anime production. Um, I, I see for uh, Akane, and I also see an announcement for Sakamoto Days incoming. Yes. Yeah. I didn't they already announce Sakamoto Days anime? Production? I think that was national. Yeah, they definitely announced Mashal and Undead Unluck. I don't remember. I have to double check. Um, next thing, there was a fun tweet that I read of the trend on Twitter this week has been, oh, what's your, you know, what's your interesting little thing that you know about this niche topic that, you know, no one else knows about? Uh, read a couple of those from, about manga or there was, this one was on, I think, just Weekly Shonen Jump, 
magazine. Um, this is from a Twitter user named Nice Baba Booey Bro. Um, nice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Baba Baba Booey Bro. Anyways, um, Weekly Shunner Jump has been published for 54 years. It has had a grand total of 728 published series. 561 of those have been canceled before they run for a whole year in the magazine. That means only 162 series have made it past one year of publication. Um, that is a 20, that is a 22% for survival, a less than one in four survival rate for new series. That's pretty cutthroat. Yeah, it's really cutthroat. Uh, yeah, that's that's not surprising. Um, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, there's also a little bit of uh, uh, I guess confirmation bias. I so, something one of those one of those bias things because, well, if something makes it past one year, it's probably getting published for you know three to five to seven years, and that's occupying. And so you know you're not you aren't rotating constantly all the time. So yeah, but but the the other side of that coin is uh the gajillion people submitting their ideas and not even getting accepted right so i wonder i wonder what the like if you account for that what the success rate of getting a published manga really oh in in shonen jump it's gotta be super low um i know that there is a there is a competition that they run that promises that you're published maybe just a one-shot or maybe serialization um i think they run that once a year uh, and I don't, I'd have to look up more on that. I, I don't know the full details on it, but I know that there's that. Um, yeah, I can't uh, even imagine how many people try to get in and don't. I also can't my, imagine how I've read most, a lot of the canceled series from the past couple of years. I can't imagine how bad the people who don't even get accepted series are. I'm sure some of them are very good. Uh, but yeah, if you're yeah, not, as, sure if you're not as good as something good like fit. If you're not, if, uh, if you're worse than Ichigoki under control, then I can't, they, they passed you up for a good reason. <laughs> I, I, I also, uh, my fun fact is that there, it, there's like a three strikes, three strike rule, um, for applying to jump. Hmm. So if they don't accept you after your third strike, uh, you're just dead to them forever. Uh, so you have three, <laughs> three attempts to submit. Yeah, you have three attempts to submit your your series. That seems and, pre- I mean, that seems fairly reasonable, I guess. I else they would just I have people I mean, one, I think it encourages people to work hard before they even try to submit, which would cut down on their submissions, right? You don't want every 16-year-old in the country submitting every manga idea every year. So you say, "Hey, you know, build your quality, build your portfolio, work for other mangaka or whatever, then give it a try." So I would love. Uh, yeah. cool. One of the things I want to do more than anything is I just want to sit down with like an editor or somebody at Shueisha at WSJ and just be like, "How does this all work?" I know that they are very closed system. I have like looked for how does the manga industry work, and all the videos, all the video essays, all the stuff I can read is like super closed door. Or people kind of speculating on like, well the editor gets the copies and then does a review. And it's like, yes, that's what an editor does, but they are clearly doing more. I want to talk to an editor. I want to talk to a, how they're choosing these series. I really want to know all that stuff. I want to go behind the scenes. That would be, that's a dream, uh, a dream of mine someday. But I think uh, the biggest behind the scenes 
of course this is not like perfectly behind the scenes but the biggest behind the scenes we've gotten is still bakuman yeah mm-hmm. the manga uh yeah is... and i've watched a little bit of that anime but i i should go and read more of it that's a little yeah. dated now though because i i'm also curious about how the digital services work and how japan feels about those i think that they've embraced them a lot more but uh just kind of in how how old style business is in japan uh makes me curious about how they feel like if something is incredibly popular on jump plus do they care i mean i think they do because spy family was a big one for them and that was jump plus so yeah I, i think they're slowly getting with the modern age yeah, I think I think they're close. there, and I think they, I definitely think they could be utilizing Jump Plus even more, especially overseas. But because uh, digital publication of, of, you know, an eight issue manga or you know a twenty twenty five issue run or something is is cheap to just host it, mm-hmm. and if it's popular, then you order the hardcovers or the the print version, and if it's not, okay, you know, or if it's just medium, you go all right, maybe we'll make yeah. one volume of it, but. Uh, more news. What do we got? Scum's Wish by Mengo Yokoyari, who is that's the artist on Oshinoko, is getting a reprint. Uh, this is a. I am happy for this artist because I think she is really great. She's also really funny on Twitter. Uh, and her that's her series. She wrote and 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 uh, drew that, and it's getting a reprint. And that's like that's pretty big for an author to get that again. That's got to be a decent windfall of money because I think the. Uh, bookstores buy those outright and then it's kind of on them to push to resell them so the author or the publisher i think just makes the money kind of wholesale when they sell those to the publishers so yeah and uh she's uh, uh more famously known uh for being the biggest chainsaw man fan yes in, there, in the world uh, have yeah. you heard this is a fun tangent have you heard the suspicion that mango yokoyari and tatsuki fujimoto the author of chainsaw man are actually married because they're both a, very private. It's a fucking conspiracy theory and a half. I probably. <laughs> it is something that I saw. I remember seeing a couple months ago and I was like, oh, ha, that's funny. And I saw it pop up again, I think this week. And I was like, wait a minute. Do people have more evidence for this? And they're like, nope, Mango just tweets about, uh, she tweets about Chainsaw Man like all the time. She literally like takes a day off work when a couple weeks ago and Chainsaw Man was like really brutal. And she like took, she was just like, I cannot, I cannot do art today. Chainsaw Man has ruined me. So, uh, yeah, that would be an interesting, an interesting thing. Um, last thing I have is just another little sales thing. Sakamoto Days has hit 2.5 million copies in 10 volumes, which is very, very good. That's, you know, average 150K or no, 250K per volume. So that's, that's, yeah, numbers. that's, awesome. that's anime numbers. So yeah, like you said, I think well we're fucking getting, disturbed. I think we're getting, I think we are getting Sakamoto Days sooner rather than later. They they really got to give Sakamoto Days to someone who can fucking keep it's up. It's got to be a good studio. Yeah. If yeah. they do any kind of low budget on Sakamoto Days, it is not going to work. And that's going to be disappointing because the manga is really, really great visual. I'll say the same thing anyone asks. Like, if, if anyone asks about, like, what studio I want to do, like, a, a good high action show... I'll just keep saying Bones forever. It's like Bones or Madhouse. Those are the first yeah. two. It's always just like, give it to Bones or Madhouse. I think... Um, uh, Madhouse, if it was like 2005, yeah. but like, Madhouse still does good stuff. Uh, what? Most likely, it probably... I mean, who are we kidding? Mappa's going to do it, and it'll be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll Ma- be fine. Mappa does every anime in the future. I, I'm waiting for... 
I wonder who owns MAPPA. Because I don't think the uh, publishing, the manga publishing studios directly own any of the animation studios. But I might, I'd have to look that up. It would be interesting to see Shueisha just buy MAPPA and just say, like, you're a great studio. And when we order a Shonen animated show, MAPPA's doing it because we own you now. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if they, they probably do have contracts like that. I'm sure they're more egalitarian, equality based than that's the wrong word. Um, less I am your boss and you must do this and more we are in agreement, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So this week in manga, this is the week, this is the week of twists. I don't know mm. if you noticed it, but I, we're going to talk about three series, but there were more than three series that had big reveal type things this week. Um, start of the year has been very kind of big event, big event focused, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But let's start uh, with the Ichinose family's deadly sins. So tell me, give me a little quick review of what happened this week while I run through sure. the pictures. Yeah, so so this series is about a family who's all lost their memories um, after a car car crash, uh, and they're all kind of dealing with not knowing each other and trying to be a family again. Um, yeah, our MC is kind of incredibly optimistic, kind of keeping everyone on track, not falling into despair about not knowing each other or themselves. Uh, but yeah, in this one, uh, it's, it was focused a little bit on the dad who has been acting a little strange. Um, the, they, they all decide to go on like a trip to somewhere as a kind of like a work trip that he's bringing his whole family to. And, uh, yeah, they have this kind of intense conversation in the car where his dad is yeah. questioning the rest of the family's asleep. His dad is questioning, our MC Subasa here about why he's so chill with having lost his memories and why he doesn't care about like trying to recover his memories in any way. Like he doesn't give remotely one shit. And um, it's uh, there are a few flashbacks of like just scenes with Subasa, and it's uh, just a suspect. But then his dad again drives them presumably off yeah with this with this great full page panel here on the right side um yeah yeah uh taizan 5 is has kind of wacky character art that sometimes works for me sometimes doesn't but uh when things get intense i like i love this panel on the right here like what a intense cool just stuff flying through the air it reminds me of um uh that nolan movie before Interstellar, which one am I thinking of? Inception. Inception, yes. Inception when they're in the car and it goes slow-mo and everything's flying up. I can see it's the same kind of scene. Um, yeah, and uh, basically at the end of the chapter where we're at is it's a recreation of the very first chapter where they all wake up, uh, except the dad is replaced with this uh, white-haired dude or blonde dude or whatever his hair color yeah, is. Yeah, lighter, lighter-haired dude, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so... No, no idea what the fuck is happening now. Man, uh, I, there's a honestly, there's a lot to talk about here. First of all, you said, oh yeah, everyone is asleep in the car, but I don't think they were all naturally asleep. Do you notice? So I, I put these two pages in a row here. Um, it's a water bottle, right? They were drugged? Ma- yeah, it's, it's something. I think they were drugged by, I don't know exactly what it is, but um, yeah, because they're all awake. Like this is the end of the of this page and the next page is like he's like weary-eyed waking up everyone else is knocked out yeah i think you can see the uh 
wa- water open bottle. water bottles down there. That's I think that's a good call. I didn't I didn't even realize that, but yeah, I mean I think he drugged them to uh to knock them out, which is sinister and maybe even more interesting than the fact that he drove them off a cliff in my opinion yeah um clearly the dad is sketchy as fuck but uh the subasa also seems sketchy as fuck uh yeah i don't know what's going on here they're all sketchy yeah and so we talked about i'm trying to think the last time i talked about it you know say was maybe six or seven weeks ago um, yeah, when it and, came out, like yeah, and we and we talked back then about how we think this series is going to go, and we both kind of agreed that you know they'll all work through their problems. We'll kind of go one by one, build some character. We'll get reveals about the past. The family will like come together. Maybe one of them will die. Maybe there's another family member. We kind of postulated a couple of twists. We did nobody. I didn't see a single person call this in any comments or any Twitter threads or anything. Um, nobody said. The dad is suspect, and he's gonna, you know, he's going to drive them off a cliff and give them all amnesia again. Although, I will say that it seemed as though Ichinose, they kind of claimed amnesia, but I didn't put the page in here. But he, when he saw the new dad introduce himself, he had flashbacks to his past dad and flashbacks from not his past past life, but the the part that we've seen in the manga so far. So he is not fully amnesiatic. He's not fully forgotten everything that happened there, so my guess and is that's the onus. Uh, you can see it in this page because at the, in the very first chapter, he doesn't mm. know his own name, right? Um, yeah. Here he's responding to his name, Subasa. True. Uh, yeah, that's good. So I, I, I mean, here's yeah, yeah. Here we have a little yeah, bit. Of the, right. He, he sees he flashbacks yeah. to the to his first dad, second dad, third dad. Who knows how many dads? Um. His dad also says something here. Yeah, at the top right of this panel, right, um, after uh, Tsubasa wakes up, his dad says, in the end, we failed to figure anything out again. Again. We didn't even learn about the accident. So this is like, this is like M. Night Shyamalan twist bullshit. Like, what is going on now? This took a massive turn, and I'm loving it. This is, I love this chapter. I'm super excited for where it's going next. And this might be a like a nothing observation for me here, because I think we, we got the big ones out of the way. But one thing to note is that when the new dad, uh, when dad two dropped in mm-hmm. uh, at the end, end of this chapter, the rest of the family doesn't look as annoyed and stressed about like not knowing who they are. They all look pretty chill and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all like uh, smiling, you know? Yeah, I, I don't this. That's uh, that's the opposite of chapter one. Yes. So. Scratch everything we said a couple weeks ago. Where, what is happening with the series now? Do you think? Where do you think we go? Is this? There's there's two directions I see. So you can tell me how you feel. Is this? Yeah. Is the whole family some sort of construct around Tsubasa? For I don't even know. I can't even postulate on a reason why to make him remember something else or forget something, or is just the dad a plant and the whole family? does have amnesia is there amnesia real or is it drug induced maybe by the dad i don't know there's a lot of different ways this could go and i'm not sure see the sister seems genuine right that's that's my confusion about all i would say in the past nine chapters the sister did seem to genuinely have amnesia be surprised about her situation etc etc so yeah I was thinking it's kind of like a uh, God. What's that Jim Carrey movie? Um, Truman Show. 
a Truman Show type situation where mm. they just recast the dad here. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's okay. That's yeah. interesting. I did not think about that. That's yeah. okay. I like that. That's what a cool take. Truman Show. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I'm leaning towards that, but I ha- I still have no idea. You know, yeah, I don't I don't really know either. This is I know that when I talk to you a couple times, when series start out in their first four or five chapters, I'm like, eh, it's okay. The premise is fine. I I always tell you, like, they need to do something big. They need to really throw me for a loop or change the premise because it isn't working for me. I know I've kind of been asking for this in, like, uh, Replicant 100 is one that I think needs to kind of throw a wrench and change stuff up. Um Cypher Academy is another one that I wish had kind of done this. Now, they still have time to do that. Neither of those are at Chapter 10, which is where this threw a wrench and everything. But um, I love this. I mean, I liked this series before, and this now is like, okay, real shit. Like, right? you you were going to... It's introduced us to, hey, you're going to like these characters, and they're going to have this good growth, and there's interesting stuff. And it's like, oh, but by the way, real shit. The dad is replaced. The dad is working against the family. The dad poisoned or, you know, knocked them out and drove them off a cliff and he's gone now. It's just wild. I, I love it. I love when series do twist stuff like this. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really compelling so far. Uh and luckily it's uh it's not bi weekly, so we'll we'll figure we'll figure some stuff out next week, right? Yeah, hopefully. It's not bi it's it's not bi weekly, right? No. I it no. might take a break every once in a while, but it has not okay. so far. It's taken the regular breaks we got over Christmas and stuff, but got it, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just it's just weekly, so um yeah, I don't even I don't even know. Every chapter after this is is I'm at the edge of my seat on, on Ichinose family. It's all, it's all Calvin Ball after this, man. No rules. I have no I mean, idea what's going to happen. You're joking, but, I mean, pretty much. I mean, they pretty much... Because I think the way that you and I talked about how we expected the future of this to go, you know, before we had the sister arc and everything, it, like, pretty much lined up. Like, yeah, the sister's arc yeah. was... They kind of reconnected. They showed each other their rooms, and they, you know, talked about their emotional concerns, and there's some character stuff, and it was like, okay, yep, this is expected. It's still good. It's still well-written. Um, but this is exactly what we expected this is not what I expected at all. So I am, I am very curious what, uh, very curious what happens next. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, especially since the new dad doesn't look like any of the family, unlike the old dad. I, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. I and mean, the old parents maybe have light hair, so who knows? Yeah, I won't put too much faith in that. Um, here's here's a quick question. Do you think? Uh, do you think Dad won? The dad who drove them off the cliff, the dad who is sitting on the park bench in this panel here. Do you think he is Subasa's biological father, or do you think there's something else going on? Do you think he was potentially another actor, replacement, plant, something? That's It's so tricky to say, but I, I think, yeah, probably his biological dad. I think everyone but this guy, if, if dude, this is all guesses, right? But yeah, I think everyone I but this guy. This new guy is his biological family. His dad just got recast because he tried to kill him again. You know, <laughs> he's ruining the play uh, or whatever this setup is. You know, um, if I, if I'm going with my Truman Show theory, I'm guessing he just got recast. And yeah, but uh, again, the Truman Show theory could be very wrong. Uh, something else could could be could be happening. I mean, even if it uh, isn't, even if it isn't specifically they're filming a show or doing some kind of you know production like that it still feels very similar of 
someone is watching and has replaced, you know, a part of the family and is, yeah, I don't know. It, do, it does feel like that, especially since their rooms are all like very, uh, dramatic. they have, they're dramatic, but yeah. they also like, uh, showed with the doors in front of the rooms and they're all like separate. They look like a little experiment chambers or prison cells. Ooh, type. Yeah. They don't look like apartment. Like, yeah. Experiment chamber yeah. Is, a, is a good way to put the way they're lined up. Cause yeah, yeah. Uh, someone, uh, comments on it in chapter two or three or something of like, don't families normally like share rooms and we're all just kind of have yeah. our own weird rooms in this hallway. So it does feel very kind of social experimenty. I wonder if yeah. that lines up with what the dad says here, the sort of, we failed to figure anything out again. Um, I also wonder, so, um, not really spoilers for Takapi's original sin. Cause it's like in the first three pages, but Takapi's original sin is a, a bit of a sci-fi element to it, right? There's a space alien and he does magic sci-fi tech, whatever mm-hmm. this so far has essentially not, not directly shown any sci-fi or fantasy elements. Do you think there will be a sci-fi or fantasy element in an Ichinose in this series? Uh, if there is one, it, it would be a time loop if, if I had to guess. Mm. Because you think? Uh, of the, uh, maybe um, because of the word again, we uh, didn't figure we failed to figure oh, out. Oh yeah, potentially anything out. We'll again. definitely see uh, next week if their lives continue or reset. That would I'm I'm down for time loops. Time travels my shit, man. Yeah, I and uh, uh here here's my wild haymaker theory on on just this series that could very well be wrong. Uh, I don't think Subasa has ever had amnesia. Um. Maybe he has repressed memories of some kind. Yeah, that repressed memories I, would be my guess for... Maybe he does also have amnesia, but my guess is he's repressing something. Like traumatic stuff, you know? Yeah, or multiple uh, traumatic things, yeah. Yeah. So this whole thing could just be a self-defense mechanism. That's why he's not interested in figuring out, like... Yeah, he just wants to keep going because whatever's in the past is bad. Yeah. So... I guess we'll see. Uh, either guess, way, very, very, yeah. very compelling. Very Super good. compelling. Love the twist. My guess is there is some kind of fantasy or sci-fi element that we're going to get in this. That seems... I mean, having only read Takapi's Original Sin, I think the author likes using that. That definitely seemed like a pretty core part of Takapi. So my guess yeah, is that we see... I think that's a fair guess, yeah. Yeah, we'll see something eventually. What do you think? I don't even know what to think. I mean, I think there is... I think there is going. there will be some kind of sci-fi element here... Um, I don't think it's time loop. I think it's more likely that there's some secret that, that Tsubasa knows or some past event that someone is interested in getting out of him or maybe the whole family. I just like the, the sort of, we failed to figure anything out again. We didn't even learn about the accident. Like those two lines are like, that's the like big reveal, right? The big reveal is. There's something they're trying to learn because they say they didn't figure anything out again, which means that they have done this. They have done this or they have done something dramatic in the past. And they say we didn't even learn about the accident, which either means the first original accident um, or, or, or accident. some past uh, a different other accident. Right. So, yeah, there's something funky going on here. And it could very well be that it's kind of like a mislead here when he says we didn't learn about the accident, implying that he's talking about the first car accident, like you said, and it could be like a separate accident. That's kind of where my mind is going, right? My mind is this is a a misdirect of 
oh, the first accident that, you know, we heard about in the first ep- the first uh, chapter. And I think this is a difference. I, my guess is this is not the first accident that reset in chapter one. This is something from farther back, you know, multiple crashes or multiple different accidents or a d- single bigger event earlier on. I think it's going right. to be something like that. So, uh, Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think it is a misdirect. Cool. Uh, speaking of twists and time loops, <laughs> did I order these in the wrong order? I did. That's fine. Um, let's talk about this new series called Sevens. Um, we just got this translated in the West. This is by an author named Kido Jiro. Uh, this is an interesting little thing. Uh, there is... There's a main character and a main girl. The opening page is the main girl asks, like, will you, like, will you stay, like, will you protect me? Will you protect me? And he's like, oh my gosh, she's, she's confessing to me. Uh, her name is Nagisa. Um, she's confessing to me. He's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. The main character is goofy in a way that I really like. Um, and he goes home. He kind of gets made fun of by his family, who I thought was, uh, pretty interesting and fun. Um, Kind of seems like a serious thing. He gets a weird text from uh, Jigen Rider. Dimension Rider is a translation for that. Is who we are told is some kind of criminal who takes delight in people's reaction to his crimes. Um, kind of a dramatic thing there. He then kind of, you know, says, okay, yeah, let's let's try dating if you want me to protect you. And she's like, nope, don't want to date you. Just need you to protect me. And he's like, uh, what? And they go around school a little bit. And he's like, I don't understand. Like, you confess to me. Don't you want to date me? Isn't that why you want me around? She's like, no, like, I just need you to protect me. Um, and then they're like, what? They're like, okay, well, let's just, let's walk home from school together. They walk home from school and this guy rides by on his bike and shoots Nagisa in the head. Um, and the main character like holds her in his arms as she dies. And then there's a full black double spread, which I didn't add because why would you just put that full black double spread and they restart the day right at the moment, basically where Nagisa is asking him to protect her. And there's some more text and some more exposition. They are trapped in a time loop. The time loop resets when Nagisa dies. Uh, Jigen Ryder is coming after Nagisa and she says that in a previous loop, she lived for the longest time when she was with the main character. So that's like the premise for this series. Um, and chapter one, I thought was awesome. This has almost everything I like in it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I'm a huge fan of death game stuff. So, uh, and I'm a huge fan of time travel stuff. So this is, it's tickling both of us for different reasons, but we're both kind of hyped for, uh, for what it is. Yeah. And I think this is a good start, right? Because like you said, uh, I think the main character is fun. I thought his family was fun. I think like, the author did a good job of not like just info dumping the 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 premise and instead establishing the characters just mm-hmm. a little bit yep. um to make me give a shit in the first place uh yeah so so far so good yeah and even though i mean the main character looks generic but mm-hmm. i would definitely say that they have a personality that's pretty wholly their own which always feels good doesn't feel as much like a self-insert character, maybe a little bit for the readers to to dump some exposition into because he doesn't know what's going on. Nagisa does, the other people do. Um, but he was sort of like, he was goofy. It's the first time he's been confessed to. He's never had a girlfriend. Um, I thought his family was really funny when he when he does that interaction. Um, 
I'll be interested to see where this goes because yeah, I mean time I when I, I ran a D&D game a couple years ago and one of my favorite things I ever did was like a time loop segment that they did for a session or two. Uh time loop stuff is very cool. Um the speaking of D&D that actually reminds me of um that was like my favorite arc in The Adventure Zone, a D&D campaign yes. run by the McElroys. They had a time loop yeah, the eleventh hour, right? Is yeah, that yeah that, yes, that is easily cool. maybe that is I think the best arc I would say of my favorite arc of the Adventure Zone is definitely the eleventh uh, hour. This is really fun, and um, in, in regards to this manga, I I'm curious to see where it goes because it, it could do really well because it started out really well, or it could flub it. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy to do it to to fuck up death games and time loops like those are hard to write. Um, but strong premise so far. Uh. I, I I have questions to speculate on this, but I don't know the author. Like I do no, with I've... Ichinose. Uh, like I know the Ichinose family author is talented and thinks about and, stuff like that. And they have a completed series that kind of informs uh, what they're doing. Let me see if this Kitojiro has done anything else. They did art for something with an incredibly long name. Da, da, da. That has a 7.5 on Mal. So that could mean anything. Um, yeah, they have just one other series with art, so yeah, hard to hard to tell what this author is going to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, hard to make predictions because a good chapter one, as we saw with Earth Child last year, a good chapter one doesn't mean anything. Um, it right. means it's a good chapter one. So we will see where this goes. I hope that the main character doesn't go generic. I hope he doesn't do the stupid mental break thing that people like to do in time loops, or at least, or if it does, I hope it's done well. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I wonder, since Nagisa the girl said that she lived longest when she was with him, I wonder what that entails. Um, I wonder if that means that he has some kind of ideas or maybe not necessarily special powers. Um, we were talking that this reminds me a little bit of uh, Mariah Nikki, Future Diary, uh, mm-hmm. famous for the... It's probably the most popular Yandere, Yandere ever, right? You know, Gasai? Anyways, that's sort of a death game with a little bit of time travel uh, elements to it. Um, this feels like it could be like a better version of that, like a less campy, a silly and stupid version of Mirai Nikki. But so we'll I, I guess, yeah, I guess my questions here are like, why does he only remember in this loop if he's protected her in previous loops? And two, why didn't she kind of convince him the same way she did in previous loops where she wasn't able to convince him properly in this loop and she died. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, the thing is, like I said, I don't know the author. So I don't know if he's thought about that or not. Uh, But if yes, then I'm interested, right? Like I'm, I'm curious to see how that's explained, why, how the MC fits into all this. Uh, Yeah. It'll be cool. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting idea. The, the idea of starting, well, this is not the first loop, right? It, like the mm-hmm. in in media res is the idea of starting a story in the middle of it in in middle. I don't know what res means, but resolution. A res might be middle because in media, yeah, res might be middle. I don't know. Um. Anyways, yeah, the idea. Yeah, you're right because something like uh, Groundhog Day, right? One of the one of if not the most popular time loop media things starts before he's done a single loop you know he does the first day he loops now it's the second day he loops now it's the third day this is assumedly you know 
who knows how many loops. In fact, the, uh, the MC asks the girl is like, how many times have you looped? And her eyes like go like wide and dead and she does not answer. So my guess is this has been going on for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know why he doesn't remember. Maybe there's, maybe we'll learn about some mechanics of it in the future, but who knows? I'm interested. Yeah. I'm definitely chapter one has grabbed me. So I hope that, uh, the future chapters keep up with, uh, uh keep yeah, up with the quality I, I hope, here. I hope so too. Uh, I hope it's not a dumb twist where he's the chicken writer all along. Uh, that would be silly. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's that's what uh, it could I, be. I, I really hope that's not it, because that would be dumb. Yeah, when uh, you enter into time travel shenanigans, there is always the potential for your future or past self is the bad guy. Some some things do that, interestingly. Um, without too like many spoilers, tying get into that. If you have not seen, there is a... I think it's a Spanish movie called Time Crimes. Uh... That is very cool that plays on that idea. It's I think it's in black and white. It's like a artsy, low budget suspense time travel thriller. It's very, very cool. Um one of my favorite sort of condensed uh single timeline time travel movies. I highly and, recommend uh, that. A worse version of that um is called Looper, if you've seen that. Yes, uh, I've seen Looper. Yeah, it's it's a, it's the same premise of what we just talked about, but it's bad. Ah, Looper isn't bad. It's just okay. It just just doesn't follow its own logic. Yeah, it doesn't. It's 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 rules of time travel do not work. Um, but it's still an okay movie. Yeah, I I guess it's fun. I it it just pisses me off when that happens. Um, Yeah, which I guess is a me thing. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a stickler for time travel rules because they're cool when you stick to them. And the single the oh god, I. Okay, I can't do it. I've talked. I know I've talked your ear off about the rules of time travel and how there's single single timeline and multi timeline time yeah, travel, and they're very different. This. I will not do that on the podcast. Not today. Um, Back to the Future is the best time travel series of all time. Go watch that. Anything uh, yeah, else? Anything and else best, on on the anime is uh, Steins Gate. It, yeah, it Steins Gate also very Steins Gate is amazing. That's that was yeah. my first anime where I said like, wow, anime can be like art, very good. That's a ten out of ten for me. I love, I love Steins Gate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, not, nothing else to discuss on this yet, um, because I, I think uh, I need a chapter two, chapter three to see if yeah. it's, it stays good. It introduced a premise, but didn't give us much more. Any any guesses on why the title of this is Sevens? Oh, that is I. That's a good point. Uh, does it, I don't know the main character. Does he have a seven in his name? Uh. uh... I, I couldn't answer that because I do not know enough about kanji. He very well could. Yeah. <laughs> Nagisa also could. I The way they spell names with kanji and all the letters and things, I don't know enough about it to say. So, very possible. Uh, no idea. It could, it could be uh, based on like a card game type, uh, type like theme. Could be have to do with the week. Seven days yeah. in a week. I also don't um, know. The translation of sevens could be plural it is it could be possessive um who knows yeah is is seven still a lucky number in japan or is that just the i think four is the lucky number in japan i don't remember though seven might still be a lucky number uh yeah it's it's actually seven in japan it is still seven okay it's seven it's chinese where it's four or three three or four i think in chinese is the is the lucky number but so maybe it's called sevens because this guy is like a good luck charm or something. Ooh, yeah, could be, could be something uh, like that. Yeah, good guess. 
but cool. but all yeah all surface level guesses until we until we yeah uh, we'll follow up on this get if we more. get something next week i don't know if this is weekly or monthly um hard to tell when we get fan translated stuff like this but uh, true yeah we'll we'll follow up on this whenever we get chapter two or three for sure um but yeah let's talk about not so much Chinese. a twist but a big Naruto. oh did you read chinese naruto <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't very good. I don't think it's not very good. No, we're talking about uh, this series called Jingashi X. Uh, Let me find the author for it real quick. Oh, are you looking up Jingashi X? Um. Yeah, effectively what I thought about that was that it was Naruto minus all the character flaws that made it interesting. Um, yeah. This so, is okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm searching Jingashi X and it is giving me just a lot of Yuri and a lot of BL, which is not <laughs> so the search Hell yeah, brother. The search is corrupted. It will not give me an answer. Um it's it's vampires and it's literally Naruto with vampires instead of whatever their magic stuff is. Uh there's it's literally just Naruto. Like I don't know how else to describe it. People love fucking vampires, bro. Um if you think about it, Demon Slayer is just fucking vampires. Demon Slayer is just vampires, yeah. I mean I mean the and demon and vampires are really just a version I mean, there's like a, the ancient myth of the undead, which is feeds zombies and vampires and you know Zombies' idea of consuming humans and the vampire idea of drinking blood, also just consuming humans, are kind of stem, I think, from the same uh, origin, I would guess, you know, thousands mm-hmm. of years ago or hundreds of years ago or whatever. Let's talk about Chainsaw Man again, because I, this is we're going to hit Chainsaw Man probably once every two months. It's just that good and that cool to talk about. Uh, I feel like that, that's you know, about I, the trajectory I, I we're like, on. I feel like our rule for covering shit that we cover is if, if there's a dope chapter we just want to talk about and yes. it, it doesn't feel like there's anything else worth talking about we'll just we'll just go back to go back to the goats i mean we do uh, have to put an exception in there for one piece because we could should yeah, would just it, talk about one piece every week if we didn't that, and, that's true there's, and we, there should be a restriction on one piece <laughs> or maybe not maybe we should maybe we should unleash it and talk about one piece. I, every I, week. I will say the biggest restriction we should put on one piece is that um i can't control my bias so i think we should any kind of award show we we do we should just remove one piece from it because yeah uh it's just really good <laughs> so, i can see that, uh, yeah. yeah um yeah so so uh why, why don't you kick us off what, what did you think of this chapter why don't you recap the, uh do a short recap of this yeah chapter so quick recap uh denji and asa what's her other name uh, i'm forgetting it now. uh yoru yoru yeah um they go on what Denji thinks is a date. They go back to his place and he reads, he reads her, her rights. He reads the rules. He says, unbreakable rule. Number one is don't open the door to any other apartment. Uh, rule number two is don't open the fridge. Uh, rule number three, the most important one is no matter what, don't make out with me in front of her. And he's talking about, um, Nayuta, right? Who, if you are not caught up on Chainsaw Man, this is this is major spoilers for the first part. Um, Nayuta is the reborn version of the control devil, Makima. Uh, and so th- this is... That happens, and then 
she kind of says, like, hell, I'm not here for a date, blah, blah, blah. And Denji's like, I didn't put the panels in here, but Denji has an internal monologue where he's like, what the hell? I thought you liked me. I thought this was a date. This is exactly like a date. He has like a, a full page and a half like yes. mental struggle, uh, whether he smells like a dog or not. And if dogs smell good. Yeah, he's like, maybe I shouldn't sleep with 14 dogs. D-. Then he like <laughs> asks her, I think he asks her in the chapter, like, do I smell like a dog? And he, she's like, what the hell? Um <laughs> And then we, uh, Asa, this is, um, the death, is she the death devil? Why am I uh, war devil. War devil, war devil. Um, war devil, right? Takes control, kisses him. Although people noted in some of the comments that Denji's is like forcing his lips closed because he has PTSD from being kissed by what's her name in part one when she barfs in his mouth. I did not even notice. That. I that saw is, some people point so that out and I was good. like, that's actually hilarious. Um, well, and the, I mean, he, in part one, he kisses two people, right? One of them barfs in his mouth and the other one bites his tongue out. So he does not have a good history with kissing girls. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's like probably mortified right now. Uh, but essentially that happens Nayuta comes home after walking the dogs. We get this cool panel that everyone has seen, the pretty obvious visual uh, parallel to Makima and her her chains kind of at the end of part one, connecting her to all the people she has control of. Um, all these dogs look very happy. I wonder if they this... They are happy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this means anything. Uh, but she comes in, sees that, uh, that Yoru is kissing Denji, and then calls her a thief, points at her, and a chain shoots out of her finger and goes through... Uh, Yoru's head. I guess this is Asa, technically, since it's um, right the devil version. But calls her a thief. She has the same hairstyle as Makima, or a sort of trending towards a similar hairstyle. Uh, yeah, it's just wild. Um, it's a, what a cool chapter. <laughs> and, uh, the goofy uh-huh. chapters I love. This reminds me of the uh, the chapter a couple months ago where they're just sitting and talking, and the girls like, "I killed a man. I'm a devil. I'm gonna. I'm gonna." you know, mess up the school tomorrow. Don't go to school tomorrow. That chapter where it's like kind of a serious, but then it gets really goofy and severe after that. I don't know. I, Fujimoto is a, a genius. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say there's one thing that I, I kind of noticed. I don't know if it's in the comments or anything. Cause I didn't, I didn't read them yet, but, um, uh, Denji's plant, uh, next to the TV is well taken care of and healthy. Yes. And Nayuta's plant is dead. Um, which I don't know what that implies. Maybe she's just she's a kind of a brat and bad at taking care of her things she's controlling. Yeah, uh, I mean, it definitely seems like Denji is afraid of her, right? The way that he says in this panel, like, no, no matter what, don't make out with me in front of her. All caps, bold, bold lettering. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it it implies that while she's the control devil, she's not like Makima where she's able to manipulate. She's still like a kid who doesn't know how to yeah. take, take care of shit or her belongings or property very well. As yeah. shown by the one, plant. And, and one theory that I saw was that since the first two rules are uh, like, don't open other doors other than mine and don't open the fridge. That's very sort of like teaching a child like you live here. Don't open the other doors in the apartment complex like don't just open the fridge whenever you want, you know, close the door. That's very sort of like teaching a child how to do something. Um, so uh, I wonder I if that, know, yeah. I don't know if you noticed the funniest gag um, in in this chapter, but they have a calendar of the amount of times they farted. Yes, they're like uh, fart counter. Yeah. Yeah, the, the fart counter for the month and Denji's losing by a decent margin. 
Oh, is he losing? I think he was winning when I saw that, but well, I well, he's. He, I I think like the more farts you have, the worse, right? Like oh, got golf score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Golf uh, score fart tallies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. Um, yeah. This is just this chapter like really encapsulates what I love about Fujimoto's writing, and that's that like you can maybe predict the big moments but like man you cannot no one can predict these sort of little micro moments the like dingy thinking if does he smell like a dog the the kiss like all these little things that happen are like so wild and so funny all the little details he's just so good at this like uh, this like gonzo sort of comedy horror thing right i mean in this chapter I mean, it it seems goofy to talk about how funny it is, but it's like, okay, but a girl gets possessed, kisses a guy who is afraid that his mouth is going to be barfed into or his tongue is going to be bitten out, and so he doesn't kiss her back. Like, that's... The horror vibes are there. They're just kind of masked by this this weird gonzo humor that is just so interesting. <laughs> it, just, I, it just doesn't exist anywhere else in manga that I, you know, I just can't think of anything else I've read that's at least nothing that's popular enough to really... To really you know be this readable i mean the only other thing i compare it to is like fire force there's a little bit of this in stuff like soul leader and mm-hmm. yeah, soul leader and fire force have a little bit of this kind of like edging on horror aesthetics but with a goofy style um but it's 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 really different from what fujimoto does with it i and i i guess i wouldn't count this as what you're talking about but i think miriko-chan has kind of that but that's yes whole that's a good call chick, you know mm-hmm. yeah um but no uh you're right yeah and i think that's like the cinephile in uh fujimoto like for sure being displayed on the paper in a great way honestly yeah yeah i mean he's definitely i i made a whole video about this he is very influenced by the movies and especially by the sort of dark horror horror comedy and this is exactly i mean this the this panel on the bottom here with with Nayuto walking in with the dogs the way she's sort of profiled in the doorway back against the sun like that's a horror reveal right that's that happens in movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre you get the sort of backlit uh bad guy standing you know in the doorway um this happens in Scream like this is a that's a horror trope like on the page right there uh, yeah <laughs> And, and it's, and but it's the, like the, funny because the there's these dogs that are goofy and flying <laughs> out and like then you just got kissed and yeah it's just so it's just so hard to describe in enough words but it's just so enjoyable to read Fujimoto and Chainsaw Man and like the dogs are just as happy with Makina right um is the implication that if uh, you're under the control devil and she's like picking making all your choices for you you're happier I think yes I mean, yeah. in general, with Makima, the implication is her thing Denji is, is right. yeah, yeah. Well, her thing was get Denji to give up his own sort of uh, uh, autonomy. Yeah, his own autonomy to her, so that she can control the powerful weapon that Chainsaw Man is. Um, that's kind of what she wanted. So, my guess is that probably because Nayuta has a child still, is that the dogs. Are, I mean, you know, Dingy being compared to a dog was a big sort of thematic element of part one. Um, mm-hmm. And it is very, yeah, it's very much implied here that, I guess it's very much implied throughout the whole series that being a dog for Makima is pleasurable, but not 
correct. Uh, I don't know where they're going with that with Nayuta. If it's if it's going to be the same, is she the same kind of? I don't think she's going to be the same kind of bad negative influence no matter what. Um, but there definitely could be an element of you know control the devil, control the control devil because it, if it gets out of hand, it will be bad like Makima was. So, and, and you know with that panel with a plant, right? I, I think it's representative of like, I think when Makima was controlling people, she was doing it well to the point where it was like a conflict where she was controlling Denji. His life was better. He was getting fed consistently. He was mm-hmm. living. He was, uh, he got he to like to touch her boobs. Part. She fed him cake. Yeah. Like good, like good quote unquote stuff happened to Denji while he was under her control. So I, I, I think it's similar with Naita, except she doesn't know how to control people that well because she's a kid and and she's not taking care of like uh, the reason uh, makima is able to control denji so well is because he she made him feel good all the time right Right. she took care of him or also it could be i mean makima had grandiose plans adult adult wants and needs sounds not what i'm trying to say but right she wanted like she wanted chainsaw man for his power over other devils naita probably is like i want the dogs to like me. I want a snack, right? I want to see what's in other people's apartments. She's a child, so assuming, assumedly she has more child sort of wants and needs. Um, right. Which is kind of what I'm dealing here. It's more like you're dealing with a, uh, what's the baby from The Incredibles? Jack-Jack? More Jack-Jack. Of a, yeah. More of a Jack-Jack angle, right? Where it's uh, a child with a child's kind of animalistic, more animalistic wants and needs as opposed to a, you know, fully developed and grown woman who has these kind of complex uh, plans and things like that. Yeah. It, it seems like she's like a kid. She's just impulsive. Right. And yeah. She impulsive. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad Nayata's back. Uh, I'm glad she's I mean, a, she's a fucking menace. Yes. This <laughs> is what I mean, people have been waiting for this. I can't even think of a chapter discussion I've read where people didn't mention, you know, maybe if they were in the middle of an action scene or something, but every other chapter, everyone's like, oh, maybe, like, maybe we'll see Nayuta, maybe Nayuta will show up, uh, maybe we'll get, you know, to know what, what Makima's up to, or the control devil's up to, um, oh, one thing I was gonna say about the plants in the background, I wonder if, because she is a child here, and she cannot control plants, because plants don't have consciousness, if she just doesn't care about the plant, right? She's just like, I, I, the, I like the dogs, I can control the dogs, I can control Denji. That's fun for me, that's what I want. Plant, I can't control a plant, so I'm not going to care about it or do anything to it. I, that could very well be the case. I, I, I And I, I could definitely see that. I, I, I read it more as uh, that plant belongs to her, just like everything she controls technically, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, belongs to her. But she's not doing a good job of taking care of it, right? Yeah, uh, or maybe it, it provides her no benefit, so she doesn't... Right. It's kind of a child-selfish angle. Um, yeah. So... Uh, all in all, I'm interested, yeah. Yes, what do you think? Um, this chain shooting out of her finger going through uh, Yoru's head here. What do you think that means? Do you think that means she's taking control? Uh, do you... I Okay. I don't think she can. Right? Because she needs uh, approval to take control. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I remember when they were all like on the beach, right? She uh, she threatened Aki for approve, like to take control of his body. Otherwise, she she threatened uh power and Denji. So, from what I understand from part one about Makima's power was that if you believe you are below Makima in any kind of hierarchy, she can just exert her power over you. 
Um, and that's one of the reasons why she couldn't just control Denji and Chainsaw Man until he, like, voluntarily submitted. He, like, voluntarily said, I am below you, and then she could exert her power. So I think there's, there is something like what you're talking about. I don't know exactly how it works or if it's even exactly defined, if it even is. Um, yeah. But there's something like that. There's a couple of theories that I'm into. One of them says... Nayuta is not calling uh, Yoru a thief for kissing Denji. She is calling Yoru a thief for possessing Asa's body. And Nayuta knows that somehow. Um, considering she is a master of control, someone else controlling the body of someone, she might be able to recognize, she might be able to call out, she might be able to know. So we might see... Stuff might hit the fan even more than we're thinking because we might see... Um, Asa and Yoru split or changed back or something where uh, Denji sees, oh, you're possessed by a devil, you know, similar to the way that I am. We're all devils here. Something like that. I don't know. How do you feel about that I, one? Uh, I don't agree with it at all, but I think that's an interesting theory and a good call out because uh, I I didn't consider that. Um, for me personally, I with the way Fujimoto writes, I think Naida's not going to be that competent i think she's going to be yeah. more of a kid uh i think the reason she calls uh asa thief is because she's trying to take her dog away right? right yeah i think that is more likely i think fujimoto trends towards chaos over i had this plan i knew what i was doing all along even though that's kind of what makima was in part one but it wasn't mm -hmm. it wasn't it was more of a controlled directed chaos than it was scheming or having more knowledge or anything like that. Yeah, I do think um, the rules at the start definitely imply that uh, Denji is already sort of under Nayuta in the same way that if we're assuming that things work the same as they did with Makima, where he sort of submitted to her and that gave her power over him, it seems like they are in the same relationship already, that Denji has sort of submitted to Nayuta in some way and that she has control or some kind of power exerting over him which is why those rules are so important because um, if he were her if denji had power over nayata as a child you would assume that he would not be concerned about breaking rules because he's the authority but he's not the, it seems like he is not the authority in the household uh, personally i don't think he's under her control so much as he just doesn't know how to deal with her uh, right. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's necessarily direct control. I think it's more like yeah, he's appeasing her because she has power and he's afraid of it or she's wearing the pants. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the direct control. Yeah. Like I I think Denji is already like kind of an emotionally and socially stunted moron. I mean for um, sure. Yeah. Like like uh so I don't think he knows how to handle like a little girl like that. Um no, I think you're right on the money, right? Like, uh, it, it's just, uh, I think it's like a parallel of Makima, except Nayata doesn't really have a plan. I think she just uh, considers Denji like either her brother or her dog or whatever, and just wants to, is just yeah. acting like a kid who's lashing out. Yeah, although I do wonder, I know you said that Nayata doesn't have control over him, but I wonder if it's one of these things where if he breaks those rules or if she breaks those rules or something, if again sort of on the kid with the superpower angle if she gets out of control or angry or mad or something if she gets emotional and releases her powers she might be able to do something to denji or make him do something that he doesn't like 
Um, right. Knows, could be something right. like that. Or maybe make the dogs freak out. Who knows, right? Like, yeah, it could but, be anything. Yeah, I, I, the only reason I don't think she has control over him is because uh, Denji explicitly stated that uh, nobody controls him, right? And the aquarium. Yeah, I do he, think that, yeah. When he, uh, yeah, shot back at Asa. When he said, when she said, uh, just shut up and do what I say, right? Uh, and he's like, no. no yeah, I'm not, he's like, not nope, I did that once and it turned out very bad. Well, I mean, yeah. for everybody else, it turned out very bad. He made it through, but... Uh, pretty bad for him. He lost all his like friends, right? Uh, uh, spoilers. Yeah. yeah, I mean this this could be we might uh, this is man probably a short follow up next week if we end up doing a podcast because yeah I'm super curious it's, to it's see what the next, next week. it is on break it's a two week thing okay great so yeah. we'll definitely be back when the Chainsaw Man is back. Um, yep. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about this again at least briefly because I don't know it's I'm super interested in this Chainsaw Man week to week is one of the best things. Yeah, Chainsaw Man always hits, man. Uh, I agree. He just knows. Yeah, I had a had a brief conversation on Twitter with someone who made a video about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen pacing and Chainsaw Man pacing, and why is Chainsaw Man better? And I brought up the fact, and Fujimoto does this, and I've talked about it with you about a couple other authors of of not not sort of leaving the end of the chapter right on the reveal. Um, you always stop right before the big reveal or right after. This is a right after the big reveal thing, uh, right? Yeah, right after. Where this is right after, right? Because the if, you, if the last panel on the page had just been a full page, Naito standing in the door, that's kind of the momentum of the story is peaked and you're left there. Um, my My argument with why... Why Chainsaw Man is is good. Why Fujimoto's good at pacing is that he always ends his chapters. Imagine you're rolling a story ball to the top of a hill, and when it reaches sort of the crest, the climax, it then rolls down to the other side. Um, I postulated that Fujimoto is good because he either leaves the audience with a little bit left to get to the peak of the hill, where the audience really wants to come back and push it over and see what happens, or he pushes the ball and lets it start rolling and then ends the chapter. So the audience goes, where's that ball going? This is, this is the latter yeah. one, right? Where, um, Nayuta shows up in the doorway. The ball is at the top of the mountain, the story, the sort of, uh, pacing trajectory story ball. Um, and then he gives you, you know, two more pages of she's doing something. The ball is rolling, stuff is happening. And then you end the chapter. Uh, this is something that like I'll let's bash on my hero we haven't done that this week this is something that Horikoshi is really bad at Horikoshi does the big reveal and then he stops and he does that every week um, this past week it was just the sort of big shot of Deku and the bad guy facing each other that is literally ball at the top of the hill uh, it is we're waiting for things to explode events happen before then and it's pretty much every week with that with my hero right it's it, the ball's going to roll down, Ash will happen, and then it'll be a ball at the top of the hill again next week, and that's why the pacing feels bad. There's other reasons. Um, mm-hmm. There's other reasons, internal pacing-wise, chapter to chapter, but like between chapters, doing something like this, right, not ending, not ending with the reveal, ending either right before the reveal so that people come back and say, well, what's going to be revealed, right? I want to know, you know if, if the ball is going to reach the top or um, sort of, just unleashing chaos and then ending the chapter, I think, are so much better uh, to make you want to read next week than what other people do. Uh, yeah, and I, I also think it it kind of uh, fucks with speculation in the perfect way. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
where I, I do think Fujimoto is kind of an unpredictable author where you, you, you never fully know where it's going to go. But I think uh, this kind of pacing structure also makes it, it breaks uh, the normal manga format, which, which Horikoshi follows, right? Right, um, the sort so, of the ball at the top of the hill. That's where you end the chapter. The next chapter, it rolls down, you push it back up, and then it ends at the top of the hill again. Yep, that's very much a sort of normal. That is, um, oh, what's the... Yeah, it, it breaks the audience's kind of equilibrium. So it's, mm-hmm. it's even if the writing is going to be conventional next chapter, it, or it yeah. like it's the literal of, yeah, it's yeah, a literal it's definition of of cliffhanger, right? That's the leaving someone hanging off the cliff is the sort of apex of this uphill to get there, and then the downhill of do they fall? Where do they go after that? Um, and the cliffhanger works, but I think for manga pacing, slight tangent here, for manga pacing, the cliffhanger is a bad thing to do every single week. Uh, if you do that every single week, people, I think it exhausts people. And I think the pacing is bad. Um, yeah, and I, I of course, uh, I, not to rail on my hero, but that's no, why rail the war on, arc. I hate that. Yeah, that's why the war arc was bad, right? It was Dobby one chapter. is like, oh, I'm Endeavor's kid. And then uh, the next chapter is like, oh, Mirio's back. But none of that stuff. And then it's like something else. And it's like none of it had room to breathe. So it was just a uh, big cliffhanger was like, oh, look at this big reveal. And then yeah. they don't they do another big reveal at the end of the next chapter and don't give any room for the previous big reveal to to have its moment in the sun, you know? Um so you're right. A cliffhanger every chapter kind of sucks. Yeah, and it's it isn't things. This isn't something I think a lot of people notice, but they do complain about pacing, and it's definitely something that the it, for me as a reader, when I'm thinking, because you know I, I'll read a chapter once, sometimes twice on you know Sundays or Tuesdays for Chainsaw Man. Um, I'm not reading that chapter again for seven days, and then you know seven days later I'm reading the next chapter. And I think to myself as I open a chapter, I go, okay, what happened last time? Do I remember, do I even remember what happened last week? Um, mm-hmm. And with Chainsaw Man and stuff like Dan to Dan, uh, I always remember what happened last week because they left me with excitement or they left me with anticipation instead of just leaving me with a cliffhanger. Because a cliffhanger is like, a cliffhanger might make you remember the moment that you leave on, but it does not let you remember what happened in the chapter fully. And, you know, I think a good cliffhanger, like, works, but I I, I think a lot of people don't do it very well. You know? I think used um, sparingly, it's still a good tool. Um, I think yeah. the issue happens when you are cliffhangering essentially every week, like Corey does, or almost mm-hmm. every week. The more you do it, the less impactful every cliffhanger is, right? That's just a repetition thing that does isn't... It's not a repetition that's solidifying a single point. It's a repetition of, you're here for the, up, for the roller coaster... Uh, Oh, what's the, in Six Flags Over Texas in Arlington, which is near where I grew up, um, there is a roller coaster called, I think it's called the Judge Roy Scream. It is just hills. Yeah, all it is is up and down hills. And that's what doing, and it's like, is it a good roller coaster? I don't know. I hate roller coasters. I never wrote it. Uh, But yeah, just doing the hills like that is like not as exciting as ending on a downward, again, to reiterate, too many cliffhangers, not good for pacing. Fujimoto doesn't do this and is a really, really well-paced author. 
Yeah, I, it, it's like if you do a cliffhanger, you have to follow it up with a good payoff. And if you don't, then it you lose kind of credibility in what you like when you make another cliffhanger. Like yeah. when I see a Horikoshi cliffhanger, I know that this isn't really going to matter in the next chapter. Uh, and I, 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 as the audience, have, I feel like he's lost credibility in my eyes um, in setting up tense moments. So for sure, because uh, I mean, yeah. if every chapter ends in tension, does that tension mean anything when it's just going to be broken immediately at the start of the chapter? Not really. So, yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Um, anything else on Chainsaw Man here? as we move on? Uh, no, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, super uh, interesting chapter. To, yeah, lots of twists and reveals this week. Uh, oh, I didn't. I did not grab pictures here. I'll Google. What do we got? Uh, I've been reading Trigun. Let's talk about that instead of my ADHD. <laughs> um, Trigun is really good. Like it's not just. I don't. I don't remember enough of Trigun. It's been so long since I. I, I encourage it. you to give it a try to read it, even if you just read the original run, which is only like twenty chapters. Um, it's legitimately like good storytelling and good character stuff and cool designs. The action uh, art is a little messy. The art in general is a little messy. This might be because I'm reading scans from you know probably 1998 or 99 or 2000 or something. But the art's a little messy, but it, the designs are great. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels, feels very one piece with like kind of bad guys where it's like, yeah, guys can just be 20 feet tall and, you know, round and have weird jaw shapes and be whatever. There's a lot of that in there, but just good. The Wild West was like, man. Yeah. I mean, just good character stuff and like really interesting world building. And it's been, admittedly, it has been a lot of years since I've seen the Trigun anime. It is probably coming up on 10 years now since I've watched it. Um, yeah, pretty but much from what I under- yeah, from, yeah, from what I understand, it diverges pretty quickly. I think it maybe covers, uh, covers the sort of base quote unquote manga, but doesn't go into maximum. Although I, I don't even really want to split it up between, oh, there's Trigun and Trigun maximum. It's the same story. It's a time skip. It had to move publishers. It's the same story. It's all just does Trigun. He, does he still say love and peace? He has maybe said that once, um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's just super interesting. Like, because I just read the first maybe two or three chapters of of Maximum, um, and it's like he's like in hiding in a town, and the way he comes back is like it's very, uh, it is very Seven Samurai kind of. Hey, you're coming out of retirement because you know the world needs you, the world demands you, stuff like that. It's just like really good character work. I was I was expecting kind of a fun romp, right? It's only about a hundred chapters total. I was expecting some fun, you know, I kind of know the plot. I thought, okay, yeah, we'll get the kind of anti-violence, uh, not a tool for war stuff. And instead what I got was like, the first two or three chapters are goofy. And then there's like a really good arc about, uh, like a hijacking. And then there's a really good arc with, um, another town that gets saved. It's just like really good, right? Like way better writing than I was expecting. It's just a really well-written series so far. Um, I don't know if it loses any of that, but so far it's like, I mean, I've written 24 chapters total, I guess, but like it, I mean, it deserves the praise that it's gotten from what I've seen. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, I, I I always liked kind of, uh, well, Wolfwood, awesome character, Um, but I've always liked Bash the Stampede. He was, uh, he's such a, one, yeah, one of the fun, cool 90s characters. Uh, if, have you, have you seen, um, oh shit, uh, Outlaw Star? 
Outlaw Star. I have not seen Outlaw Star. No. Uh, yeah, Trigun came around at the same time. They have the same fashion sense, but I feel like Outlaw uh, Trigun Vashus Stampede is uh way better for main character because of just how much of a fucking dork he is. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool yeah. to see something, see something that came out. So I think the first chapter of Trigun was maybe ninety five, and then it's quote unquote canceled in 97 when it's when it's not canceled but it's it's publisher goes out of business right and then it moves to another magazine and starts maximum in 99 or 2000 so it like is published for i think two or three years goes on break starts again um it's very cool to see the sort of 90s design sensibilities back because i'm i'm reading it and i'm going like wow it's very cowboy bebop it's very sort of influenced by akira post uh post-apocalyptic type stuff it has you know, the character stuff is really similar to early One Piece, the design type stuff. It's all very kind of 90s, sci-fi, uh, cyberpunk. It has all these cool sort of 90s vibes to it that, like, are just... They're not completely lost. They still exist in some places. But, like, you just don't... They just don't make... They don't make them the same way anymore, Gautam. And it feels yeah. very cool to read something that old that's still... It's still well written, still well executed, still drawn really well. They don't make coats like that anymore. You know? No, no one does character exactly. design with the giant red coat and the the Johnny Bravo hair. <laughs> and yeah, Wolfwood yeah. Wolfwood just shows up at the like the last like two or three chapters of the original, and then he's in the start of of Maximum. So, oh, cool, got it. Curious to see where it goes from there. So, uh, yeah. what's your extra thing this week? Uh yeah, so uh a game came out out uh, they kind of shadow dropped it. It's called Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Uh it I have not played it, but I saw the first level played through. Looks like a blast, honestly. Uh the dialogue is is fun, fast, corny. Mm-hmm. Uh world looks really colorful and uh, the gameplay looks fucking awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's a yeah. it is essentially a rhythm action game. So it is Devil may cry, but you have to press the buttons in time with the music or you don't do a combo. That's the gist of it, which seems awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, music was good from what I've heard and apparently gets better. Uh, and it's uh, only 30 bucks, so I'm probably going to go snag that and check that out. I um, think it's on Game Pass, too. If You might double check. Oh, is it really? I, oh, double I, check, I, I got, maybe yeah. not. But yeah, I, I uh, watched some streamers play it. It seems super fun. It is very uh, anime it is just it very kind of, anime. It kind it, of has that like, style to it. It's like anime inspired. But it's it's like if uh it's Japanese people that wanted to make like a western comic is what it feels yes, like, you know? Yeah. Like, uh so it's like it reminds me like a little bit of like old school like American 90s games like Beyond Good and Evil, like that kind of stuff. I think I, I heard know. someone describe it as like what if People who watched Fooly Cooly made Fooly Cooly, but a game. Holy shit, that's perfect. Yeah, this yeah. is Fooly Cooly. It's yeah, ve- it right. seems it's very it's kind of music influenced, action over the top, bombastic kind of. Yeah. Um and yeah, my my only other thing is uh it, I I shouted out Hi Fi Rush because not as many people know about it, but um Dead Space remake looks fucking amazing. Been hearing uh, very good reviews game. on that. Yep. Yeah, Dead Space 1 and 2, uh, I, I'm i not a huge horror guy because uh, the games, I like horror a lot, but uh, like stuff like Alien Isolation, Amnesia, they stress me out too much and I just yep, don't too stress me. them. 
I turned uh, on Elden it, Ring and the music started in one of the caves and I was like, this is too scary and too stressful for me to do it again. Right. I can do it once and make it through. I don't really want to do it again. <laughs> no, no, I, I know that feeling exactly. Like, uh, uh, Dead Space is actually a scary game, but you, you're you also, like, pretty strong. Uh, you have, yeah. like, plasma cutters. You, can, you have the tools to handle every situation. So that balances it out to where I'm, like, the perfect amount of stress uh, yeah. to where I'm still having fun. And not just like in full, like, I want to get done with this level as soon as possible mode, you know? Yeah, I'm generally okay on the action horror where it's like, if you give me a way to handle the horror with an explosion or a grenade launcher, I'm pretty cool with it. Like, I, I can, I've played the Resident Evil games. I'm fine with those. Yeah, Dead Space is, those are great games. But yeah, Amnesia, nope, can't do that one. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, I was messaging you about this, but it's clear, like, the Amnesia devs, the Alien Isolation devs, um, they, they found out that, like, you know, if you don't give them a tool to fight the monster with, it's scary. it makes it way scarier, and it's goddamn, they're scarier. right. They are right, yes, uh, they know. It's, uh, and I think uh, humanity learned it from Resident Evil 2 with the, the big guy chasing you. <laughs> you oh, can't for, uh, you're talking about 3. Uh, or oh, no, I guess it, it's in 2, yeah. It's at Mr. Uh, X in two, station. and then it's yeah. Nemesis in not technically three. It, Nemesis is like three and a half or something, but yeah. I, I think it's. I know Nemesis play, is three. Yeah, but the actual uh, sequel to two is Code Veronica. I don't know. Resident Evil's I, wild. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not super sure because I'm not like a huge RE guy, but uh, yeah, that 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 was a blocker for me on two because it freaked me out. Uh, Mr. X, the guy who lifts a helicopter, right? It's not too bad. Uh, yeah. It's stressful, but it's only for like, I don't know. It's only for 30 or 40 minutes that he chases you and then you escape him and it's fine. So, Oh, is that right? Okay. It's There's just like one section of the game where he is chasing you and you have to like, you know, go find a tablet to put into a chess piece board, something. You just like do that. And then once you do that part, he's not around anymore. So. Who designs a police station that way? Find the golden amulet to I put in the raven statue. It's like, God, just just have prison I would love cells. to have a house that was just like that. Like, oh, you need to go to the <laughs> bathroom? Like, oh, you got to find three keys, dude. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You better pull the right book on the bookshelf. Otherwise, you, you got to piss your pants. Oh, your bedroom? You're going to have to do some backtracking to get to your bedroom. <laughs> that oh, would God, be a cool That would be a cool house to have. Uh, no, it, no, people would just be shitting their pants. Um, literally, true. because they can't find your bathroom. <laughs> Uh, it's, you turn the eagle statue and then you turn the horse statue and then you go back to the rat statue and there's a key and then you get that key and that opens the door and now you have the crank so you can crank the door open this is how every building in resident evil games are designed like the yeah. what is it like the power substation system in i think it's the two remake is like you get like three or four uh, chess pieces and you can arrange them in eight boxes in different ways to open different doors or like do different things. <laughs> Who would design a power station like that? No one. It's insane. See, see the trade off is the rent was pretty cheap. <laughs> there you go. So. <laughs> I would, I would pay less rent if it was just solve a puzzle to take a piss. Like, yeah, sure. I guess I'd say money that way. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's the trade off. Yeah. God damn. That's so funny. Yep. All right. Well, uh, well that's all at- I got. That's all I got too. Uh, anything else? Any other manga mentions, manga takes? That uh, no, nah, aside from, I, I guess uh, next time let's talk about Tank Man since we had a few chapters of that recently. Uh, yeah, we'll catch it, up. It, we'll do a big catch up episode of the new year. Maybe talk about some of the little stuff we haven't. Like we could, we could talk about. Uh, Sorry, not Tank Man. It's Tank Chair. Tank yeah. Chair. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, we can check in on Tank Chair. We should check in on Replicant. Um, we never really... Did we talk about Akane? We talked about it maybe a week or two ago. Yeah, I don't know. There's lots of little yeah. stuff we could check in on. Um, next week, I think I will be able to do an episode next week, but we'll see. If not, you let's, will get our... You'll get our hot TV. take. Yeah, yeah. TBD next week. Uh, in case you're a in case you're a weekly listener, I know there might be one or two of you out there. Um, but if uh, if not, you will be getting our hot take episode, which is good. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening or watching. Uh, if you are listening and you want to watch us, we are live on the White Gray Black YouTube channel right now. Usually every Tuesday night at seven central. Uh, the VODs should be up in the next day or two on the White Gray Black podcast channel, uh, along with the podcast in audio format where most podcasts are found. Specifically, we are on Apple and Spotify. Those are the two big ones. Um, if you want to support me and the channel, check out my Patreon. That is patreon.com slash WGBmanga. We are listener-supported here, and we would like to keep doing this. Uh, we're going to keep doing it whether you support or not, but supporting does help us get... Uh, more stuff, more funds, have have a little bit uh higher production on the show. So if you wanna if you wanna support any of that, check us out. Um follow me on Twitter. I like to uh post once a day or see you'll see some comments. You'll see me talk about a lot of the same things I do on the show there. Uh but yeah, thank you so much for being with us. Yep, thanks a bunch. And uh, follow me on MySpace and I'll see you next time. <laughs> I'm also on Zanga. Uh don't forget <laughs> to read more manga, everybody. Adios. See ya.